0: just waiting now for, what, five? So this regular meeting, March 8, 2023, of the Kirkland Park Board is called to order. Recording secretary, please call the roll.
1: Please say here when I say your name. Board Member Ambrosini? Here. Board Member Cullen? Board Member Kearney? Here. Board Member Parikh? Here. Board Member Thimpson, Vice Chair Hansen,
2: Chair Holland. Here. Do you want to announce
3: the staff that are here as well?
1: Yeah, sorry, my microphone cut out for a moment. And our staff present are Deputy Director John Lloyd, Park Planning and Development Manager, Mary Gardaki, Parks Operation Manager, Jason Filan, Recreation Manager, Sarah Schellenbarger, Management Analyst, Hilary Dela Cruz, and Recording Secretary, Heather Lance Brazil.
0: <clears throat> okay, so um, a quorum is not present currently, but uh, if Crystal joins us, then we will have a, a, a quorum. And uh, Board Member Ambrosini, would you like to read the land acknowledgement, please?
4: Yes. We acknowledge that the Southern Salish Sea region lies on the unceded and ancestral land of the Coast Salish peoples, the Duwamish, Muckleshoot, Puyallup, Skycomish, Snoqualmie, Snohomish, Suquamish, and Tulalip tribes and other tribes of the Puget Sound Salish people. And that present day city of Kirkland is in the traditional heartland of the lake people and the river people. We honor with gratitude the land itself, the first people, who have reserved treaty rights and continue to live here since time immemorial and their ancestral heritage
0: great thank you um, who would like to read the land acknowledgement in the uh, next meeting
2: i can do it well uh, thank you kathy
0: So next is the items from the audience. And I don't believe there are any items at this time. Are there um, Heather?
1: No no participants in the audience at this okay.
0: time. Very good, so we'll move on. So next on the agenda is approval of the minutes from the February 8th meeting. Does Are there any corrections or amendments to those meetings, uh, to those minutes? Okay. Uh, I have one, if nobody else has anything, the very last sentence in the uh, the minutes under the uh, comments from the chair, it looks like it's a partial sentence. Currently it's, it says um, Saturday chair, Mike ribbon cutting with council. So uh, there's a, we missed a couple of words in there. It should probably read um, Saturday, February 11th, chair, Mike Holland uh, will attend the ribbon cutting with council at Snyder's corner pop-up. Other than that, I think it's just fine. So it's just a cosmetic change to the to the minutes.
3: If we can make that change. That's easy enough.
0: So um, I believe we need. Do we need to to um, um, request a, um, uh, a a request to amend the minutes, or is it there is a the change in insignificant?
3: We don't have to worry about it. I don't know the official rules. I'm good with if you guys just approve the minutes as amended or as noted with, with noted edits. We can okay. we can make that happen. All
0: right. So would anybody like to move that we um, approve the approve the minutes as amended? Kathy, thank you. Uh, we need a second, also, please. Second. Thank you, Sean. Um, um, Now we'll do a vote all in favor of accepting the the, uh, amended uh, minutes say yes. 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 Any nays?
3: Uh, The changes are approved, thank you. One note, technically if we don't don't have quorum, we'll have to do that again next month. Uh, I think we have quorum because we have four of seven members here, which is more than half. Um, I don't know if we're counting the vacant position if that counts towards quorum or not. I think it's up to interpretation. Um, so,
0: okay,
3: so I think we'll be okay, but we we can always approve two minutes at a time next next month. So exactly, thank no you. No worries, and they'll be correct if we have to do it again.
0: So moving down now down to the uh, business items, and the first business item um, is a joint meeting with. City Council preparation and uh, Deputy Director Lloyd will uh, will lead us in that conversation.
3: Uh-oh, did I share it yet? No, I didn't share it yet. Not yet. It's never, as easy. it's never as easy as it seems. Can you see the big title screen? Yep, we can see it. Perfect. Uh, okay. <clears throat> so tonight uh, we want to have a little, uh, conversation with, with you all um, in advance of our joint meeting with City Council next month. Um, for a couple of board members, this will be the first time we've had a joint meeting. Um, so some of it will be a little background about what the, the joint meetings are like. Um, it'll quickly hi- uh, transition into the essentially a PFEC summary Um, because the two were so interconnected, it didn't feel like we should do a PFEC discussion and then a joint meeting discussion. Um, So I just kind of mashed them all together. Um, So Hillary and I will be tag team in tonight's presentation um, and Mike, who is the park board representative on PFEC, may jump in with with some of his uh, feedback when we get to the PFEC portion of things. So the reason we do these joint meetings with City Council, um, well, the purpose is to, so that Park Board can share your priorities, your discuss, um, and and provide feedback to City Council um, directly. Um, in the the orientation and the role of Park Board uh, presentation that we've we've shared with everybody, we've talked about um, this is one of the ways that Park Board can interact with City Council um, directly. Uh, we tried last year we scheduled this meeting as the Pro's plan was kind of getting towards the end. Um, because we wanted to give you guys an opportunity to provide your feedback on the the pros plan before council made any final recommendations or adoptions um similarly this year we are we scheduled the um the joint meeting to coincide with the um a discussion on pfax recommendation and council um council hearing that um feedback um the Being that this is a joint meeting with city council, there's often kind of that like, well, how does it go? Where is it like, what does it work like? Um, It is at the study session prior to the the city council meeting. Um, So it is facilitated by the mayor. Um, It is not our meeting, we're we're guests at their meeting essentially. Um, The city manager kicks it off. He generally introduces Lynn, um, who then cues up the conversation. Um, And then um, we'll either have a park board member or a staff member kind of introduce each topic as we get going and we, we can kind of hone that out. Last year we had a little bit more time to, to flush out all these details before we um, presented to council. So some of it's gonna be a little, uh, we're gonna figure it out as we go. Um, so some logistics for the meeting, like I said, it is the date is Tuesday, April 4th. It is not a Wednesday, it is a Tuesday. Um, It starts at 5.30 PM um, and last night um, the city manager asked council if they had a preference of doing it in person or remote. Um, They prefer it in person, um, but council does have the ability to to handle a hybrid meeting. So I wanted to pause and see if anyone um, would like to be accommodated via remote session or if anyone has
2: issues doing it in person.
5: I'm okay with in person.
6: Okay. I'm fine with in person.
3: Good. Yep,
6: good. Cool. I'm also fine with it, it being in person.
3: <laughs> I'll follow up with this with an email just so we can, for those that aren't here, they can
2: chime in. Um, um,
3: backing up a little bit, um, not that I'm trying to tell you all what to tell, what your priorities are, but I just wanted to give you a refresher, this slide, um, was the same slide we presented last week or last month, um, highlighting how we developed the, the various ballot measure elements um, that PFEC uh, evaluated and discussed, uh, but I thought it was appropriate to just kind of bring these back around for you all to see. Um, these came out of the PROS plan, so these were the most important and the uh, most of amen- for amenities and facilities and for programs and services. Um, we asked what were the most important of each of those categories and where our needs weren't being met. Um, so I just wanted to throw this up on the screen. Um, many of the ballot measure elements are related to these, um, but they may not. And you all may want to advocate for something that's not specifically one of the ballot measure elements, but meets one of these areas. So, um, Rashad.
5: Hey, um, there's, my screen is cut off a little on the needs not being met. There's a, a bullet point under after school and camps that I, I can't read.
3: It says special interest
5: slash education programs.
2: What would that be? It's a good question.
3: Um, those are just like your non-traditional. So I would I would categorize that as education programs is pretty self-explanatory. Um, educational programs. Um, special interests would be there's more niche niche areas, um, and we're not meeting them. So it's kind of yeah. evident no. that I'm not very good I, at speaking about them.
5: Sure. No, you know I always like to know. You know. Like what is it exactly? Because otherwise I don't see any point in listing it. So that's okay. You keep going with it. I, I just thought, what is it? And now that you told me, I yeah, I'm not I'm not familiar with what it what it would be.
3: Um, maybe more of conceptual. So um, as I so we didn't have any this isn't really a reminder for some of the, the new folks, but the last year, these were the three discussion items that we wanted to talk about with um, they wanted to focus on park acquisition and development, uh, park level of service, and then an indoor recreation and aquatic center. Um, you're more than welcome to bring these topics back up again, um, but or you can bring a whole new slate of topics. Um, but I always like to just kind of refresh and say this is what we talked about before, um, so folks know what that means. Um, does anyone have any questions on what these items were? Um, I just
5: have a comment. Sure. So. Um, cool. Looking through the stuff that was in the, the PFAC, I didn't see any new land being acquired. Um, one of the things that I was particularly concerned about last year in this meeting and that I tried to advocate for was um, the 85th Street um, redevelopment. And I know that um, Google has pulled out of their, their deal for their part, but I think the plan is still, you know, in, in place or being. Revised for a new developer or a new development, and I saw very little to address what I think are really crucial needs that will be the area of this city that has the highest density when it's built out. And there's nothing in this to acquire new land or to, you know, mitigate the yeah. effects of them having to travel long or you know some distance. So, you know, it's, as so I recall, like- John, there there is a um, a metric that we'd like to have people be within a certain um, distance for convenience of, of major parks, right? Mm-hmm. And so
3: I think that's an issue. So, to address that, the, the items put forth to PFEC were not meant to be all solutions for all of our problems. There are some, there are some, there's already some elements in place. Um, we do have a capital project for neighborhood park land acquisition, um, and so they didn't necessarily. Want to duplicate existing projects or existing areas? Um, this was more: how can we escalate or expedite getting some of these other things done that wouldn't get done otherwise? Um, some of them would. The, the Green Loop Trail um, element would would require a lot of land acquisition um, to to secure that um, that trail and those um, that loop. So, so I heard. I hear what you're saying. Um, but that was part of it. We didn't put all things on the list, Sure, no, that's fair enough. Is the Forbes
5: Lake being developed in some other project besides PFAC?
2: Mary, do you know where Forbes Lake lands?
1: So Forbes Lake is is actually still not tied to the Google development now, but it is still tied to the station area plan and the consideration for a TIF district. And so they're still moving forward with a TIF um, for that area. And the Forbes Lake Park was uh, part of that, um, one of the the program elements that we were considering for that use of TIF funds.
5: Does that include the the bike trails and uh, kind of the other things that were part of the 85th Street plan, all that is covered? there's
1: yeah there's there's different um actually different departments throughout the city that are giving uh projects would be transportation and public works anything that will support that development and then parks obviously so
0: So, uh, amy you had a question also
4: yes i was wondering um for the park board members who were there last year did we see any changes or direct impacts from bringing these discussion items up? Um, like did that influence PFEC and how that developed? Or um, I was just curious at what the impact was we saw from the discussion last year. Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I attended last year and certainly the, uh, the indoor recreational and aquatic facility was a, a big topic of conversation at last year's joint meeting. Uh, <clears throat> the indoor aquatic facility has been on the list for a long, long time. And at that meeting, council reaffirmed that is one of their high, high projects. And uh, it, it, it was the kind of number one from the pros plan. Um, and it certainly appears to be number one in the PFEC priority ranking also. So I think there's been a high high, uh, high level of focus on, on this indoor recreational and aquatic facility. And, and the whole issue of uh, uh, the top two, park acquisition and level of service are kind of joined together. You need one supports the other, basically. And uh, the council talked quite a bit about that last year, about they're constantly looking for acquiring additional park space or or working smarter to provide a better service within existing parks, um, and they're trying to do that now with, uh, you know, putting on, um, uh, converting grass to multi to to synthetic turf, and so it can be used by multiple sports. So that 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 line of thought was certainly uh, um, agreed with by by council and. Uh, Definitely a very high priority in the pros plan, also. I hope that helps.
4: It does. I think in just trying to think of what we want our discussion items to be this year. Um I like in preparation, I was looking at the pros plan and discussing right with neighbors on what their priorities are, which are reflective in the pros plan. So I was just trying to understand the. We already have kind of that path of conversation going right from PFAC and the recommendations coming there, which are reflected from the proposed plan. So, I'm just trying to understand where the park board discussion and how that would influence what happens next or how that discussion would differ maybe from what the recommendations from PFAC.
3: Yeah, I can actually get to that on the next slide, but I'll, I want to see if. Want to get to Mike and Kathy's questions as well. Um, The other, to answer your question though, I think this entire ballot measure effort has is part of, is partly a result of park boards adv- advocacy um, for for these various things. Yes, it came out of the pros plan, and yes, that was part of the deal. Park, it, it was. It's all iterative with council. I think they want to hear things multiple times. They want to reinforce what they're hearing and not just oh, I heard that that one idea one time was really great. It does. It really does help to to remind them and. I think the, the indoor recreation and aquatics facility has been on every joint meeting um, because it has been a community demand or need for many, many, many years. Decades. So, yes, I wasn't gonna go that far. but
4: Perfect, thank you. Happy to amplify the message.
0: Sweet. And Kathy. I was also, and maybe this is the
6: next slide, John. Um, but wondering if there was for new park board members um, outside of PFAC, which is most of the material we've seen, um, items that have been accomplished, accomplished um, since the last joint meeting that answers some of these um, top two bullet points. Um, I know that um, the green loop is in part of PFAC, but were there other acquisitions outside of PFAC? Um, and were there other additional levels of service that were implemented in the last year, just to see, you know, what kind of um, increase, you know, increases in service and mm-hmm. um, parklands have been, that have been made in the last year to get an idea?
3: We have acquired a couple additional parcels, um, not a ton. There hasn't been a huge new development of some new park space. Um, there's a couple couple parcels up on Finn Hill um, that would be a part of that uh, green loop eventually. Um, the The level of service was was more or less keeping up with, it, like Mike said earlier, they they keeps the park acquisition and development and that level of service go hand in hand. It was kind of hard to separate those two. Um, the level of service wasn't. We provide green grass. It was acres of parks per per capita um, and, and park space of that. Um, so um, Sarah just sent me a little message. Other areas that have, we have grown would be some of our service, or some of the recreation programming service levels. Um, we've the we received funding for those community events again. We are taking on the 4th of July parade this year. Um, so there is some um, other investments in that regard. Um, we're looking at youth, youth and teen programming, um, specifically KTUB.
0: Um, so So I wanted to quickly piggyback onto Ashan's opening comment. Uh, one item that I would like to see on our discussion this year would, besides the PFEC and that whole issue there, is um, um, the 85th Street station impact to um, you know increasing the density of park usage. And how how are how is Kirkland going to respond to that? In the um, I've been reading, seeing more and more of the 85th Street plan and the high density uh, residential buildings that are just one after the other planned. And I we don't see as Rashan was saying we don't see a whole lot of new park space. Um, So that's an area of concern. So I'm just. Maybe we should move on to the next slide now because uh, we know we have a lot of material to a lot of could material I, cover. Could I just
5: make one final comment about that? Sure. So, you know, one of the things that was identified in our discussions and in PROS plan and in discussion with the council last year was we have a rapidly escalating population and not a commensurate rise in other levels of service, including the park. So one of the parks and programs. So one of the things that was crucial was this level of service. The pros plan surveys by the consultants showed very high satisfaction with level of service, okay? And so it's logical to think that there'll be a diminution in that if we don't take proactive action before the development arrives. And that's where the level of service is crucial to maintaining a key element of the quality of life of the city. That's
2: all I wanted to say. Okay, moving
3: on. Starting to talk about what what we want to talk to council about this year. Um, I hear the comments and I hear the thoughts that maybe we should make some other recommendations beyond just PFEC and the ballot measure. Um, I do want to give Park Board the opportunity to to provide that feedback. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to talk about what PFEC's recommendation was just to give, partly to give you guys that information so you can understand where they came from or where they came, how they came to their decision, uh, what, their, what their thought process was. Um, I think it is very important that you all get a chance to make a recommendation to council or at least advocate for certain elements to be included. Even though Mike was the park board rep on PFEC, it wasn't as if we were asking you all to come back and give him feedback and help steer what he was voting on um, because he was still representing the entire community along with park board. Um considering your role as park board members, it is pretty crucial that you get to provide council your your thoughts on what would be included in a potential ballot measure. Um, so, while well, tonight we don't necessarily need, I'm not looking for park board to agree with or make a recommendation that council a, a approve PFAC's recommendation. Um, I think it's more important that you guys just get to speak and advocate for those ballot measure elements that you want to make sure get get spoken for. You can be very supportive of PFEX elimination. There's there's no worries there, um, but I'm not. I don't want to tie you to PFEX. So if you don't agree with what their top or, or this how they rank things, that is perfectly reasonable. That there's no right or wrong answer with what measure says or has. So. That being said, I think one of the topics of discussion will be what you guys think should be included in in the ballot um, tonight. I then want to also identify some of those other discussion items. From what I'm hearing, I'm already I've already written down park acquisition and level and level of service as a continued concern um, with the growing population. Um, but we can that'll come down a little bit later. Um, so I don't want to get worried too much. At this point, I'm going to turn it over. To Hillary to give a little bit of a summary on PFEC um, on the PFEC process. Um, so we're going to talk about that for a little bit and then turn around to you guys.
7: Great. Right. Thanks, John. It's good to be here with everyone. Um, so I just wanted to start off by saying, um, sharing this photo is of a very good number of our PFAC members, no, no meeting had perfect attendance as is typical, um, but we had 45 members total and PFAC was chaired by Council Member Kelly Curtis. And over six months, these PFAC members spent over 50 hours each in meetings and in the time between meetings, reviewing information and providing their input. So really they had um, 13 meetings, but also just a, a lot of intensive learning that went into their providing the results that they, that I'm going to be talking about in a moment. And um, PFEC wrapped up their final work, or I wouldn't call it quite final. They wrapped up their work, their planned work, um, last Thursday on March 2nd. And we are planning on having another touch base with PFEC in May. And I will share right now the results that we got from the work. Um, next slide, please. So just a brief kind of summary. I know I know that we've shared with you about PFEC before, so I'm not going to go over everything, but kind of a reminder that in 2022, PFEC had meetings that were primarily focused on education and their understanding of all things related to parks and recreation in Kirkland and um, in other places as well. And then in 2023, the meetings really have been all focused on decision-making, and we've had an outside facilitator, Pat Hughes, um, supporting PFEC and staff through the process of decision making. And last month, I shared the ballot flashcards with all of you that had 22 potential elements that PFEC was evaluating. And Mary talked about the facility options presented by OPSIS consultants. So we're not going to dive deep into exactly what those were again tonight, but those are kind of the references that we shared with all of you. Um, And to guide the decision-making process throughout this time, PFEC has used something called the Balancing Act, um, which some of you might be familiar with because the city uses the Balancing Act during the budget process in the fall. And it's an online tool that essentially gives PFEC members the ability to go in and select items they would include in their potential ballot package and rank them and gives us some important data. And so they've done that four times. And then I also, um, the most recent meetings at the February 23rd meeting, which is our second to last meeting, they did a dot exercise that helped rank some of the different elements we're going to talk about. And, And then in other Other things that they've been doing over the past couple months are really having World Cafe style conversations where they're going around to talk about specific topics, um, having group conversations with one another and kind of talking about, you know, what are the pros or cons of having one facility, two facilities or no facilities and talking about all the potential items that they've been looking at. And as a reminder, the potential elements they've been looking at really come directly out of the pros plan work um, that was timed nicely and led up into PFEX work. And then the other thing I just want to share is kind of, there are three key questions that have guided PFEX work toward a recommendation. And so that's kind of thinking about what should the community buy? How should we fund it? And do you think it would pass? Um, and we kind of centered around those questions throughout the process. And the PFEC discussions really demonstrated the interconnectedness of these questions and the difficulty of answering one question without simultaneously making another decision. Um, so we'll talk about that, John's going to talk about challenges in a moment, but um, the kind of, there are three more detailed topics that were the primary focus of PFEC discussions recently in their decision making, and those were facilities and whether PFEC recommends one, two, or no facilities, and if one facility, which location, what size, and if two facilities, what sizes, what other elements does PFEC recommend, and how much money does PFEC think that people would be willing to spend on a ballot measure package? So now over to you, John, for challenges.
3: Yeah, so as, as Hillary just pointed out, there was, it wasn't a, there was challenges along the way. Um, I think she put it very succinctly that every question we ask had numerous different scenarios that could play out. So the the sentiment, it depends, was a pretty common sentiment because we may ask, do you want the building to be at at North Kirkland or at the Houghton Parker Road location? It depends on what else is going to be included in the ballot measure, it depends on which facility, it depends on how big it is. Okay, could we vote? Like other questions, other examples? Well, do you think we could stop talking about the bottom five things? Well, no, they're only the bottom five because I thought something different than you thought. Um, everyone went into the the, the discussion, the, the balancing act exercise with a different cost cap in their mind. Um, some of the earlier iterations of that, we didn't set a limit. We didn't say, keep it within this dollar limit. Some people chose to set a limit. So they may have had their own limit of 250, 300 150 whatever it may have been um, and they were working within a lower limit than someone else so while there while the 19th item on the list may have gotten two votes it was hard to tell if it was someone's number one choice or if it was just fell off the list because other people were voting for less so we weren't there was a some variables out there that that made the the conversations a little, a little different. Um, then there was also questions of, could you scale these projects? The scope, like we kind of set some of these, we determined what these projects would be and we, we created a scope for them. Looking at the, the cost of some of these things, PFEC was asking some great questions. Well, instead of nine restrooms, could we build six to lower the cost down? Same sort of question with the facilities. Instead of 103,000 square feet, could we see what a 75,000 square foot facility could cost? Or small even smaller than that for for, Various options, Um, the funding mechanisms that change things drastically. Um, the The prices that you saw on the flashcards that were originally presented were all assuming twenty-year financing on those capital elements. Someone asked, "Could we do thirty years?" That changes the math pretty significantly. In the long run, it will cost more money, but in the in the what's it going to cost me this year? it would reduce it out. So instead of paying 300 a year, it might bring the number down to 250 a year or something like that. Like, There's a reason I have a 30 year mortgage instead of a 15 year mortgage. Um, it spread the payments out a little bit, lower, made it a little more affordable for me. Um, uh, the type of ballot measure. Um, so we, we, we've we talked a little bit about that before. Um, do you do a, a simple levy lid lift? Do you do a bond and a levy lid lift? Do you do a I wouldn't want to say it a municipal parks district. Um, currently, the city is not considering a municipal parks district. I'll put that on the table um, to make that clear. Um, but the, the different financing terms and the funding mechanisms all had a huge, huge no matter what you did, it changed some some, some things up. I may want to the bigger facility at Houghton, but I want to finance it in, in 20 years. whereas. Mike really wants the smaller facility at NK financed over 30 years, which brings the price down. There were so many different variables um, that it wasn't a simple, should we do this? Yes or no, because it depends. We There was 22 different options put out there, and then you could make any number of combination or funding or nuances to each one of those. Um, so PFAC did a great job adapting, and, and I, I give kudos to Hillary and to, to Councilmember Curtis and City Manager Triplett for adapting as we went and literally changing the the votes and the the poll questions that we were asking on the fly last week um, to really try and adapt to what PFAC was was asking and focusing on. Um, The reason I'm pointing this out is because I don't expect you all to go through that same process. And we don't expect you all to figure everything out um, tonight. Um, Hillary is going to talk about kind of the next steps um, to give you an understanding of what's coming uh, there's a lot more work to be done to figure out what's going to be included in this ballot measure, uh, and so the, the conversation is just really getting. Even though it's defects just wrapping up, the conversation with council is just getting started to really determine what um, what they think should be included. So I'll pass it back over to Hillary.
7: Great. So. Um... We PFEC didn't necessarily make recommendations about too many things, so, so um, consensus recommendations. That is, we the biggest one I'll talk about in a moment. But something what I wanted to talk about first was kind of this cap dollar amount that PFEC was coalescing around. But I do want to caveat that we did not take a vote on the final cap dollar amount. Um, however, this is from the balancing act number four, which is um, an exercise PFEC was asked to do in the last couple of days of February and this shows we asked people to tell us what would the range of $20 your $20 range be considering a cap to the ballot measure, and I should have put this on the slide, but when we talk about the cap, like we talked about last time, I believe, at Park Board, we're talking about the annual cost to someone that has a million dollar property in this cap. So this is saying that um, PFIC was kind of a median cap range that was being coalesced around was saying $240 to $260 annually to someone with a million dollar property. We think that they would be okay. They think that that, there's appetite for that. you can do some of the math to scale that up if you have proper. If there's property that's more than a million dollars, or if there's property less, we were really using a million dollars because that was um, the most accessible number that we had, and also the um, assess the median property value for Kirkland was not yet available for this tax year when we started the PFEC work. Um, and so I just wanted to note that in here, um, like I said, this isn't this isn't like a, a final item, but Mo- the median range was 240 to 260, and then approximately two thirds of PFEC members voted t- to have a range, um, as you can see here, between $220 and $280 per year. But there were a few people that were a bit higher, and there were a few people that were quite a bit lower as well. So that's kind of a little data and that kind of that led some of the final decision making time um, of the scenarios that staff was presenting were really kind of based on a 250 260 dollar cap just to have something to be talking about more on the same level Uh, next so uh, the pfec recommendation That did get voted on, 92% of PFAC members at the beginning of the meeting last week voted to recommend that a potential ballot measure include at least one facility and the top five other elements from the list of the 22 ballot measure elements. And I'll show what those are in a moment. Um, We did not reach consensus, as I mentioned, about the exact dollar amount cap Which facility would be recommended the funding term? So, whether to use 20 or 30 year bonding, or the type of ballot measure, whether to do a one year or sorry, a one time permanent levy lid lift, or do a combination of a bond and a levy lid lift. Um, But there is um, information, and we're kind of working on all the PFEC recommendations and results and for the council packet for the March. 21st meeting, which will have some more of this information and context shared out. But tonight I'm primarily going to talk about kind of what the base package was and then the facility options. So we can go to the next slide, the big reveal. Um, So this is the base package that 92% of PFAC members said they would decide, yep, we've kind of coalesced around these. So the first row there you'll see is for a facility or potentially more. Um, but really, I want to talk, focus on the next five for a minute here. And in this chart, you'll see what the element title was, the specific location, and then the neighborhood that it is in, in parentheses, and the annual cost to the million-dollar home with 20-year financing or with 30-year financing. So that kind of shows what John was talking about, the difference, um, of course, being that 30-year financing spreads the load of the capital um. The capital payments out has a little more interest, but has lower debt service payments due annually. And one more note, and I see your question. Um, The annual costs include both capital and operating costs in within them. Uh, We have all the broken out charts, but for the simplicity, we really are talking um, about showing these annual costs that have capital and operating. And for a couple elements on this list, the last two um, enhanced recreation programs for youth and teens or increased lifeguarding, those are only operating dollars. And so there's no capital bonding needed related to them. Um, Roshan. Yeah, thanks.
5: Yeah, it's just cut off at the bottom on my screen again. So is it just that one other item that's the increased lifeguarding or is there other stuff?
7: It's just that one, yeah.
5: Oh, okay.
7: Yep.
3: It's no so it, it, it really says "Increased lifeguarding at beaches and water safety education program" is the full title of it, um, but essentially yep. it's expanded lifeguarding. Sorry. Yep. Trying to make the font big enough to see, but also that's okay. You know, it apparently, cuts it off. Yeah, that's okay, John. Yep. I, I just
5: wanted to make sure I wasn't missing anything.
7: Oh. Yep. No, oh. thanks for asking. Yeah, it's showing. It's showing up okay on my screen, but you know, we all probably have slightly different <laughs> screens.
5: So <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I can definitely, areas.
7: definitely that, ask. Um, um, so. That,
5: the enhanced recreation and youth. So, in the other um, attachment that you could click on from John's letter earlier, is that all the other things that had n- no capital component, all operating cost? Is that what you were saying? So, yes. like there was okay.
7: Yeah. So, right. I'll, I'll I'll talk about each of these just briefly to kind of remind us of what they are. Um, and these are in the order um, in a. Mo- A little bit later, I'm going to show you the ranking order. Um, Yeah. and But these are in the order of um, most popular up at the top on down to the level that PFET cut off at. And so the additional year-round restrooms, and I also wanted to note because you you looked at the flashcards before, but a couple of these have had some changes since the flashcards, additional year-round restrooms being one of them. Um, We scaled that down a little bit because the initial package had, I believe, it was either five or six new and nine winterized. And PFAC members are saying, you know, restrooms are really important, but that feels like more than we want to fit because we want to fit some other things in this package. So this proposal is for three new restrooms at McAuliffe Park, North Rose Hill, Woodlands Park, and Terrace Park, and then winterizing existing restrooms and making sure they can be open year round at Edith Moulton, O. Denny, Juanita Bay, Waverly Beach, Crestwoods, and Marsh Parks. Um, And the next item on here is the Green Loop Trail priority segments, which is really primarily money for land acquisition to create more Green Loop Trail. Um, The next item is new sports courts. And so there's seven courts total. And as you can see on the screen, it would be a pickleball complex with three courts, full basketball court and then two tennis courts. And these, the exact locations of those three items are to be determined um, as the Parks and Community Services Department figures out the best locations for them. And then the sand volleyball is specifically um, earmarked for OO Denny Park, which has been something that's been on um, the unfunded CIP list for a while. And then the, so those, those three items all have pretty significant capital costs, and then some annual operating costs. So that's wrapped into the dollar amounts you see. The next two items were operating only dollars. And the so the fourth, or I guess it's the fifth in this list, the enhanced recreation programs for youth and teens and or K-Tub operations. Um, The reason this is and or, and also the reason this dollar amount is a little different than what you might have seen before, is that previously we we had PFAC members looking at two potential packages. One was enhanced recreation programs for youth and teens. And that's really extending the um, programs that we currently have using one-time funding. Um, But that funding runs out at the end of this year. So that package was extending those programs. And then there was another package for KTUB operations. And as Sarah and Jen um, have talked to you about, the city council is currently looking at the future of K-Tub and operations and has indicated they would like a city managed model for K-Tub. but there's also the need to fund that. And so the KTUB operations package was a bit more than the number you see on the screen. So we kind of picked a number with SPFEC that was halfway in between those two packages to say, let's get us the most we can for youth and teens out of this number, share this with city council. City council will have some more discussions about what they are wanting to do as well. And then the final item is increased lifeguarding at beaches um, and water safety education programs. This is lifeguarding at the beaches we already lifeguard at and extending the hours a little bit daily. And then also including, oh, Sarah, you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was including um, a few, maybe a few more weekends. Mm -hmm. um in the season not not going too much further into either direction in the calendar year because of limitations on schools um but that would be really great and then also having more water safety education and having life loaner life jackets available all the time um as opposed to just when lifeguards are at the beaches so that's what this is the kind of what we're considering now the base package so pfec it said this is these are the things that we want to be recommending to city council. Um, any other, any questions on this before I go to the next slide
3: And we can revisit these. Yes, we can as well. So I say let's let's keep going and then we can come back to this. Okay. Uh, we do show the a different list as well later. so
7: Great. And I guess one note I should share is that those those five elements plus a facility, really were at the top of PFex rankings for, most of the time that they were providing rankings. Um, So then we wanted to talk briefly about the recreation and aquatics facility options. And so um, again, Mary talked about this at the last park board meeting and the different facility size options, um, two options at Houghton Park and Ride and three options at North Kirkland Community Center. And the prices again here are listed in the dollar amounts for 20-year financing or 30-year financing, and again include both the debt service on capital payments and the annual operating all in the same place. This was mostly just the informational reminder of what we've been talking about. So then I'm going to have John go to the next slide and give you a little bit of a preview of what PFAC's, um conversations have been about these. So the there's kind of Two questions. There's the facility, which facility location, and then are you wanting one or two facilities? So, and those, of course, are another it depends because if you want two facilities, then the which location question is a little bit not as important. But it is, but even so, in many of the PFAC conversations, um, when talking about one or two, different people have different preferences for which which site might have a larger facility versus not a larger facility. So on the screen, um, I'm going to read out a couple of pros and cons that PFAC members have shared. But on the screen, what you're seeing are a couple of votes that we took um, at the last meeting. Again, nothing here is really binding nor should be read as a recommendation because these were kind of pulses of what are we considering right now? The questions on the left, I'll start with um, the, we asked the question, which location would you choose if they were roughly the same size facility? This was not the, um, the 86,000 square foot facility at Houghton and the 74,000 at NKCC are actually approximately the same price. They're different sizes. Um, But that would, so that could be what people were thinking about. They might've also been thinking about two exact same size facilities at the locations. And in that question, 58% of people said they would prefer Houghton Park and Ride, and 42% said NKCC. So that's still pretty close to a 50-50 split. Um, And then we also asked people, you know, what's your primary decision driver? Is it price or location? And that was interesting because only 53% of people said it was location and 47% said price. And Really, a lot of what, you know, ultimately some of what we were doing with PFEC was trying to get a little bit more of this information to be able to take it to city council. And then we're going to do some community surveying that is statistically valid to pull a little bit about these questions um, to get a wider breadth of what what the community members want. Because I think a sentiment from many PFEC members was we want to make sure that there's something out there that will pass. And different people might have had different opinions about exactly what that package would look like. But I think there was a shared sentiment of, well, hopefully something will pass. And so the next, one of the next polls we did is on the right side. These are three separate polling questions we did. Um, One of our PFAC members said, you know, as a reminder, when when our voters are looking at what's going to be on the ballot, they're not going to have gone through this intensive 50-hour process that PFAC went through. Voters are often going to have just a statement that's on the ballot. Hopefully they'll read the voting pamphlet. Hopefully they'll see some other stuff out in there in the community. But there's not going to be as much information. And they aren't going to have a decision about some of the diff- what's included in the ballot because that will have already be de- been decided. And so we were asking, you know, for each of these different packages, if this was on the ballot, would you vote for it? We weren't asking this of a specific dollar amount, but people knew kind of the general dollar amount would be either 20-year financing or 30-year financing. And so, as you can see, um, 91% of people said they would vote yes on a package that was the Houghton 86,000 square foot facility and the top five elements that we shared. 83% said they would vote yes on a NKCC 74,000 facility and the top five and then, seventy-five percent of people said they would vote yes on the largest Houghton, one hundred three thousand square foot, and the top five facility. But I also just wanted to share a couple of the thoughts that PFAC members had um, in the pros and cons for options and for one or two facilities. Because the other thing we talked about a little bit was there are still there's still some potential for. A two facility option with reduced scale in facilities, and we're working with consultants to figure out what that could look like. Um, the the two facility, actually, John. If you go back one slide, really briefly, um, at the bottom here, you'll see these NKCC forty nine thousand square foot options. Nobody most most every PFEG member was not choosing that as their top choice facility. But even if you take the price of what those were priced out at and and add them together. That's more than the PFEC cap, and so we're doing some work. Um, and part of the PFEC ask for council was, can you consider what what else could be done? Um, so next slide again. Um, so just a couple of the when considering one facility, some of the pro and these are these are really PFEC's opinions that I wanted to convey to you. Um, they're not necessarily staff. They're they're not staff opinions. They're PFEC member opinions. Um, but uh, one of the pros. Op- opinions for one facility is that a larger facility centralizes facility components together, which is something that people may want. Another pro is that a comprehensive facility could meet the needs of the community, and a larger facility is less likely to be outgrown. And then also, that a larger facility is the only one that was kind of affordable within PFX cap, given the options that were presented. A couple of cons for one facility is a little concern that one facility might polarize the vote geographically, resulting in a no vote because people might vote no for a facility that's, if it's say in Houghton, people that live in the north end of Kirkland, there's um, some concern that people might vote no if the facility is not closer to them. Um, And then that kind of coincides with the need to travel a little bit further compared to a facility that was a little closer to um, where someone is, but then you know someone else. They remind the group that currently we don't have a facility in Kirkland, and many people travel outside the city limits. Which for some people who live on the edges of the city limits is a shorter travel distance than others. Um, but that's just something to keep in mind. And then a couple of the pro opinions for two facilities was something for the north and south. You could design facilities to be complementary with um, specific purposes, and to two, two smaller facilities that are scaled down would give everyone something to vote for. And a couple of the cons for two facilities would be that they're more expensive. Um, some members share that they don't like facilities for specific purposes, like the idea of having one that's really aquatic focused and one that's recreation focused. Some people like that idea. Some people don't like that idea. And also just some concern that we might outgrow smaller facilities more quickly and that we might not or PFAC might not be able to fit more other ballot measure elements in if there was that much money being spent on facilities. And then a couple um, of the pros and cons around the actual locations of Houghton Park and Ride versus North Kirkland Community Center. The Houghton Park and Ride pros are, um, and again these are opinions that people were sharing, but it could be a more valuable location in the future with density in downtown Kirkland and the station area. Lake Washington High School doesn't have a pool but Juanita High School does so there's already a pool in the north area and having this in the south area would be closer to Lake Washington High School. Um, The lower site costs are associated with Houghton Park and Ride because it's already a pretty flat piece of land that's a parking lot whereas um, there's a lot of there are more site costs associated with North Kirkland because of the condition of the land and the slope and the water grade and grade issues. Um, And then also Houghton Park and Ride is close to 405. And then a con kind of not in favor of Houghton Park and Ride would be this location is too far from the north neighborhoods. And then some of the pro opinions for North Kirkland Community Center are that NKCC might be better for passage and easier to sell to the entire community. I think some people would say that about Houghton as well. Um, some some people said that they want something at NKCC, even if it's just a replacement, and partly because the, the building that is currently NKCC reaches the end of its useful life in 2029 and is in need of significant investment in order to extend the useful life of the building. Um, And then also a comment of greater focus on diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging with a facility in the north end, which is closer to people with more diverse backgrounds and lower incomes compared to some areas in the south end. And then a couple cons for the North Kirkland Community Center, I kind of already mentioned the site costs themselves are just higher. And then neighbors may be concerned about the impacts of a new facility. And you probably heard a little bit of this through all those pros and cons. But some of the comments that were shared really could be said about either facility, depending on who you are, which who a PEFAC member is, and what they're thinking. So you know, some thoughts of it's too far away from my neighborhood or traffic concerns, getting across the city, and um, a wondering if we choose a certain location, people close to the other location might not want to vote vote for the ballot measure. So all those are the types of questions um, that we're going to be doing a little bit of community surveying about as well. And I'm sure council will be having conversations about those questions. Um, Let's see if you want to go next.
3: It's all crystal clear,
7: right? (laughs) Yep. Um, So this here is the whole balancing act of just specifically for the Elements that are not facilities. I took the facilities out um, just so that it's easier to compare. And so this was um, the results that we had from the balancing act um, that was at the very end of February. And we also did, I mentioned earlier, a dot prioritization during one of the PFAC meetings. And that's what's in the column two. So the column one here, and and everything sorted by column one, is ranking from the top to the bottom, which were the prioritized items in this balancing act tool which for this tool for this version we set set the cap to $260 and said you have $260 for the me, excuse me for the million dollar homeowner and you have the costs of these items we were using in this case 20 year financing and we said go build the ballot measure package that you would want to build and so that's what pfec members did and most everyone, two people didn't include a facility, but everyone else did include a facility of some sort. And so um, the then the second column here is the when we did a dot prioritization with all the program elements. Um, these are park, park amenities and program elements. There are all the flashcards besides the facilities. And that dot priorities, you'll see that the top five really are almost in the same order. The fourth and fifth two flip back and forth. Um, and then the next. Kind of the next ones um, are there's a little jumping around but they're in a similar order as well and the percentage there is the, the percentage of pfec members who in the balancing act included that item in the package that they were saying this is the package that i would want to see and so that is really how we then rec um, ask pfec would you want to include the ones in the green the top five priorities in your package and that is what they said they would recommend so I think we'll, I have one more slide to talk about next steps, and I think John's going to open up for discussion. So I just wanted to um, make sure that you all are reminded of or made aware of kind of the next steps in the ballot measure process overall. So today, March 8th, we are writing up the PFEC report that will be for the March 21st City Council meeting. We're having a study session, that's the 5.30 p.m. time about PFEC um, and what the PFEC results shared. And that, again, is, you know, we're calling it results. There's some recommendation, and then there's some inconclusive information that will be really beneficial to council and their conversations. In April, um, we're going to have a city council resolution to accept the PFAC report and council discussions, which includes, of course, their study session with Park Board. There will also be a statistically valid community survey that is out in the field to get a little more information um, from a wider breadth of people. Um, we're contracting with a surveying company to do that and that information will be brought back to council as well as pfec in may so city council will talk about the survey pfec will also review the survey results and reconvene for further recommendations based on those survey results and after having a little more time to think and talk to people in the community and then in june we will have, you know, there's a theme. Council will keep talking about this at their meetings, and we are sure there will be lots of interesting conversations between council members. Um, but st- And behind all this, staff will continue the work that has to be done to put a ballot measure on the ballot. Um, but in June, will with council will review the ba- draft ballot measure language. We also authorize pro and con committees, um, because when the city is able to put on the ballot Uh, The ballot measure and then an explanatory statement about what this would do. But the city can't tell people you should vote for this or you shouldn't vote for this. And But there is a process through the King County elections that you've probably all seen in the voter pamphlet where there's always supposed to be a pro committee and a con committee. So a committee of people that will write a statement in favor of the ballot measure and a committee that will write a statement against the ballot measure. So those committees end up getting appointed or authorized by council. And then July 18th, is the last city council member to vote to put a measure on the November ballot. And August 1st is the filing due date with King County elections when everything needs to be into them. So I wanted to share this timeline mostly to um, show you that there's still a lot of conversation going. Like John mentioned, we're, you know, we feel like we're still in the middle, we're in the very middle of a process, and it, but in some ways it's really kicking off even more now with the council process because city council is the ultimate decision makers about whether to go to the ballot, how much to go to the ballot and what to include. And so we'll be sharing all this information with them in a couple of weeks. Back over to you, John.
3: Thank you, Hillary. Uh, <clears throat> so that kind of brings us back to to your discussion um, for tonight. And so some of the questions huh? that we've got for you, uh, one second, I think I know what you're gonna say, but I just wanna, is it you wanna take it? My thought is that I'd finish this slide Then if you guys wanna take a break, we take a break before we actually have a discussion. Sounds good, thank you. Um, So this will give you something to think about while while we go on break. Um, Which of those elements are important to you? What are your thoughts on, generally your thoughts on the PFAC recommendation? Do you think they're crazy? Do you agree with it? Do you disagree with it? Um, If you could choose a facility location, if if you had to choose a facility location, would it be NK or would it be Houghton? Or should we look at somewhere else? Don't say that. just kidding. Um, and then, any other concerns or, or thoughts thoughts you have on that side of things? Bringing it kind of full circle again, even even taking another step back, it is a, the ballot measure is going to be one of our discussion items with council. If you have others, like we talked about earlier, whether it be um, park acquisition levels and level of service, off leash dog parks, whatever else you guys want to talk about, we can we can make sure those get. I, are, the next slide actually says, so the for council, I know we want to talk about measure feedback. After our discussion on the PFAC stuff, I want to confirm what other topics do you guys want to discuss? Um, so with that being said, sounds like we want to take a break. It's 8.07 now. We think in 8.15, do you want 10 whole minutes? We can do 8.17. Yeah,
1: sounds good, John.
2: All right, so back at- in the slides so you can see the questions so you can think about them yep thank you mm-hmm. so
0: tammy told me she wasn't uh, she might have to step away again so i think let's just carry carry on i think we're back now
3: yeah okay so we are back um all that was crystal clear, very easily understandable. You you understand how you don't know why PFAC took six months to get to this point. Um, so yeah, as you can see, it's a very complex uh, and nuanced discussion. Um, there are no simple answers, and it it all depends on what you think um, individually, not you, Park Board. Um, so that's where I want to start is kind of with that background, with what PFAC thinks. Uh, I really just want to open the floor to your feedback um, to see if Park Board wants to coalesce around certain elements that may or may not be on the PFAC list. Um, There's other, other, I'm open to ideas on how to discuss this, so Um,
2: Kathy. So I was
6: just wondering if you wanted us to go through bullet point by bullet point or just kind of answer all the questions one person at a time. What would be the best way?
2: Probably. Let's go with bullet point by
3: bullet point. I was going to say one person at a time, but I do think there's going to be enough. You're going to have a thought on item three of this, and I don't know, I think it might just be easier to go bullet by bullet. So if we start with the, what elements are important to you as park board? And Kathy can continue. Oh,
2: okay. Um, so, um,
6: obviously I think that elements to me that are most important are one, an aquatic center um, there's, two things that aren't included in the PFAC top other five, but one of them was number six um, that were on my list, which was the enhanced park security and safety that I was hoping could make it in. Um, And then in in addition to that was the um, turf, um, larger turf fields at Crestwoods.
2: Getting okay. a format for myself, so i these notes down. Um,
6: and I'm not sure if you want reasoning behind those or you just want to create a list.
3: Um, I think if you have some some thoughts or some some justifications yeah. or because um, I think that will be important that we make sure we articulate why you want to advocate well, crossings.
6: um so i I live by Juanita Bay Park and um, Juanita Beach Park. and um I know that just in the community, I know people who who may not be um so much interested in enhanced parks, but are very interested in park security for what we already have. And I think one, it would help out just our park staff to have additional um, park security positions available to them in general, but also some of these things that make it easier for them to um, keep, you know, parks in the dark hours, especially, easy for them to, you know close gates, security cameras, that kind of thing that deter um, vandalism and other types of, you know things that you know tend to happen at dark. And I think that also um, it might be an, an enhancement to people who might not consider voting for this ballot measure in general because to them parks are, you know, places that are not safe.
3: Great point. And the, you, you, made a, you're, you made a good point there. Part of the reason these ballot measures or these elements exist in addition to the, the aquatics integration facility is because that, that effort to make sure there's something for everybody included. Um, we realize that some people may not be interested in a rec center, but they may be really interested in artificial turf fields or enhanced security. So we wanted to make sure that that ballot measure isn't just attracting someone that wants to have a rec center. Um, or yeah. that we're just attracting folks that want an artificial turf field um, or whatever it may be. Um, so that we really try to yeah. make it so that the, that's why the package is so diverse as well. So. Yeah.
6: And, you know, the, the artificial turf fields are particular to me. I don't have kids in sports anymore, but I do know that um, Kirkland compared to um, Redmond and Bellevue lack a lot of um, sports fields that are, um, you know, have the ability to be used for recreational sports leagues. And that to me has always been um, something that Kirkland lacks. And and even if we people say, well, you could always go to Bellevue, you can always go to Redmond. There's there's not enough fields for everybody. Hmm. And so it impacts kids because they end up playing games like at 10 at night you know, things like that, which I don't think is a great thing, (laughs) you know, so that's another thing. I just think that parks are for kids a lot of the time and giving them things that they need. I
7: like that. Well, well, the next person's talking and I just had I have to jump in, John, thank you for saying the something for everyone I should have shared that was really one of the key takeaway messages that PFAC discussed too that they really wanted a ballot measure that had something for everyone and that everyone could see that in it. So in my writing up of the report, I forgot to share that key message, but I uh, just wanted, i might have, but um, I wanted to really just reiterate that because that was something that um, many PFAC members shared as one of their key messages and takeaways.
2: Amy or Sean, Mike, any thoughts on what what your priorities for the development measure would be?
5: Go ahead. Sure, Rashawn. I'd be happy to go if, if it's okay. Sure. Yeah, um, I agree with everything Kathy said, number one. Um, and I think it would pull a lot better for the security to be moved up. And if I had to replace something, I would say be the enhanced recreation programs for youth and teens. Not that I think that those shouldn't exist, but I would rather fund them through other appropriations than the park bond. Because when I read through some of the details of those, um, they don't strike me as something that will get people to vote for. So my number one concern is that um, we'll fail again at, the facility that has been on people's minds, when I said decades, that's a literal thing. It's It failed one time before, maybe it was 10 years ago. I can't remember by how long that was. That was mostly because there was a park district involved. That's not in the mix this time. This is our chance to get this thing done for generations to come. And um, I, would, I would prefer the Houghton one, the biggest one in Houghton. And I would also prioritize um, the North Kirkland, not for a pool, necessarily, but um, and I, th- I thought that site was already ruled out for a pool from a previous meeting. Apparently, it's back on. I don't know why, but certainly the North Kirkland Community Center needs a major revamp or a tear down and redo, which I think that's what the plan is for, just to tear it down and redo it. So those would be the top two. I think that that would be um, a little bit of something for everybody and really a, a major enhancement to our park system no doubt about it and I think we have to be very careful about scaling this thing because I don't know about the rest of you I got a 22 percent tax increase this year and um, almost everyone I've talked to has had a similar range and I know it's a levy rate and it can only go up by a certain amount and it gets stepped down by relative value but somehow I haven't met anyone yet whose taxes have gone down. I've only talked to people who are experiencing a similar increase as mine so And we're also headed through, you know, a little rough economic patch. So I think there may be some general reluctance to to tax ourselves more for this. And so we have to be picking the projects that are um, the number one vote getters and avoid any projects that create opposition or any funding mechanisms that create opposition. Uh, That's part of the path to success on get any of these things done. So the aquatic center, the big one, um, at Houghton, um, a complete redo of um, North Kirkland, and then in the smaller categories, even though they're still expensive, I would put in the park safety and security. And I don't know why there's a parenthesis about removing safety cameras, um, but I would not remove safety cameras. You know, that was one the of the uh,
3: the ways that Pfeffik was scaling those projects was they were trying to cut some money out and so said, "Okay, could well, the, you can remove the security cameras, and make it you, cheaper." Um,
5: yeah, sorry, you know, you, you, your you're right to privacy in a public space, especially a public park, is somewhat limited, right? So I would I would keep the cameras and do everything possible so that people feel safe in the parks, um, you know, for a big part of the 24 hour period, let's say. Well, some parks are closed, you know, after a while mm-hmm. dusk or whatever. But I think those are important things. Um, and I think that the the, the sports fields. And the pickleball ball courts and that stuff, that's really good. I know that from the pros plan that, you know, people want more um, restrooms. So, uh, you know, I'm having sticker shock all the time. I'm on the neighborhoods. I went to this neighborhood safety thing where every neighborhood can you know, nominate a project. We had a crosswalk, it's $40,000 for a crosswalk. And believe it or not, some, vigilantes, they went out there and they painted their own crosswalk. I would have never known that it wasn't a city installed crosswalk. It was done really well. I assure you they didn't spend 40 grand to do it. (laughs) So there's a little bit of sticker shock in all of this, but if I have to pick the top things, I would pick those. And one last thing is, um, and I know that um, Mary spoke to this earlier, but count me skeptical as development paying for itself when we have a really large growth project coming in and there's nothing in this that really um, expands some of the other kind of park facilities that we have it's all about um, these buildings right and they're expensive buildings, but they're well worth it and so I would say focus on the you know the top value things that you're most likely to get enough votes for and um, I forget who which one of you was talking about or maybe someone else that Um, a bond requires, I think, like 60% approval versus these levies or or lid lifts, right? They only require a simple majority, right? Yes. So is that right, John? Yes. Yeah. And so I would say let's lower the bar and try and do as much as possible through the lid lift, which can be monetized, obviously, you know, dedicated stream of revenue to get the present value financing that's needed to put these things in.
3: We are not planning on talking much about the, the funding mechanisms tonight. We'll definitely provide more information as we get closer and further along hearing what council wants to go with. Um, but here, fine, but that, that is a I good sentiment to, keep to, to hear. Every time. Yep, that's, that's <laughs> a perfect sentiment to hear. So um appreciate that. Um, Amy, since you haven't had a chance yet. Uh,
4: Tammy had her hand up first. Oh, Sorry, I mean, if, Tammy, if you want to go ahead, I know you might have to run. Oh
3: no,
8: I had my hand up like last, I just got back, so go ahead.
4: Oh, okay, perfect. Um, so really amazing work, I think by the PFAC, I just wanna say I'm really impressed and I see how complex this all is and um, really appreciate all the work that's been done and um, both doing the work and then putting it in a way that's digestible for us. It is a lot. Um, I, one of the first things that kind of struck me um, was the CAP, to be frank. Um, And talking to some of my neighbors, I know that um, in, you know, this area in Houghton, it's, you know, a lot of $2 million homes, right? Um, Plus, and I know that there will be a lot of sticker shock. So I just wanted to share that from some of the conversations I've had around here. Um, And Roshan, exactly what you were saying, where we are in the, you know, um, economy, and I think a lot of people have been hit by a number of the layoffs in the area. Um, I know that there is a lot of sensitivity. So I just wanted to, I was surprised to be frank about the cap. Um, I know that if I were coming in from a third party, I would I would definitely be a little bit surprised. Um, with that, um, I guess my thought was in terms of priorities, I'm aligned with the priorities. I really agree with what um, Roshan and Kathy had said. Um, I was a little personally disappointed to see Phyllis Needy taken off on the reduced restrooms, Um, since I'm there multiple times a week, I will say. (laughs) I was like, as someone who's there very often, um, I was disappointed to see that one cut off the list, Um, but I understand the need to reduce that down. Um, The um, number eight, the synthetic turf, multipurpose sports field, again, I think that's one that has come up again um, in a lot of my conversations as a high need um, for this area. Um, so I just wanted to say for me, that's a little bit more of a priority based on the conversations that I've had. Um, and again, I think, um, I probably skew a lot, of maybe a different demographic than some of the park board, a lot of, uh, young families that I'm talking to as well. Um, but overall, I in. Mean, I, I am happy to support, um, how these have been prioritized and how, um, this is coming out. I really just was very surprised at the cap. And I like, maybe it's a little bit of sticker shock, but um, I know when I had talked based off the last conversation we had on just where the aquatics facility was coming in, um, I know that some of my neighbors felt like that seemed like a lot. And as much of a priority as that is, I think I already could see some hesitation and that's without adding in the other elements, right? So um, I just wanted to share that feedback.
3: Good to know.
8: Clearly. Uh, thanks. Um, yeah, I echo. The work has been great, and, and I think I'm generally aligned with all the priorities. I am surprised. I'm kind of thinking of it politically, like how do we sell? How how does the how does the city sell this to all different demographic groups so that everybody gets a little something? And so, politi- you know, from a politics standpoint, you've got you've got things for young fam. You've got things for families right with the pool, the aquatic center, increased lifeguarding, a team center. You've got restrooms and new sports course for the middle years. Um, I'm surprised that the dog park kind of fell off the list. Um, So one of my questions is above and beyond, above and beyond the ballot measure, um, what budget does the parks have to add some of these things that fall off this list? Um, and then do you consider um, adding them into the measure to get sort of different blocks, if you will, like in selling it. So if you put if you put another dog park on here, for example, in an area that's underserved to, to give the dog lovers, will they then come out and vote for everything else on the list? And so is anybody looking at this list from the lens of the different um, groups that are most likely to vote, right? Will the young families come out to vote? Will the seniors be voting and then they find that, you know, I don't use the teen center, right? Like I Uh I don't know the community well enough to know if that's something to cynically be looking at to help sort of sell the ballot measure to the point like, If you have, you know, um, you got to do something in the North. If you're going to do something in the South, otherwise people won't come out, just sort of taking it to the next level. Um, But I do generally agree with the priority areas. Um, Is the Green Loop, and just one last question, is the Green Loop Trail, is that, is, is the trail from sort of North, South to North reflected in this? And what is that called? Connect, uh,
3: I believe you're talking that, about the, the cross corridor.
2: Par-
8: yeah, that would connect all the parks that we've been talking about in our um in our six-year plan.
3: Is that I don't here? know specifically which project you're talking well, about. Well, I
8: think it was um, just it wasn't it wasn't a project per se. It was a desired goal to connect all the parks together with um long with different kinds of of connectors, um, it's got a name. The vertical, vertical parks, horizontal parks.
3: Oh, linear, linear parks. parks. Linear parks. That's it. Yes. Connect- um, so this, all these elements were, um, I think, like I said earlier, to expedite some of these projects. We still have our capital improvement project list. So, so projects that are already on that list are still on that list. Um, the and as Hillary mentioned. This is not the end of it. This Just because PFAC recommended this, this isn't a, a great people. They're only 44 people. The city's got 90,000 plus. There's a lot of voices out there that the city hasn't heard from yet. Um, you can only get such a representative group. Um, so like you mentioned the, the dog park one and that's the, the or Snyder's Corner, the, the lowest one on the list there. Oh, okay. that There may be a population out there that really wants to advocate for that. Um, it can still get back on the list. That's why council is going to continue this process. PFEC was kind of the first crack at things and getting that education piece out there, trying to understand how people are thinking about this, what are the thoughts, to help us inform, just like you said, how are we going to sell this to the community? Um, So it was essentially like a really long, drawn out focus group. Um, There will be surveying, there'll be a ton of outreach happening over the next several months. Um, to try and find out what exactly the right mix is going to be. So advocating for those elements like security or um, the artificial turf fields, those are gonna go on the list. Um, To be noted that Park Board thinks those would be valuable for the community to have, Um, so,
2: yeah. Okay.
0: Mike? Yeah, just uh, very quickly. So one of the reasons uh, the PFEC was so successful is every topic was discussed in a, in a, a very interesting manner, honest. Uh, uh, you know, we, we didn't, we encourage everybody to come up with ideas or is there share concerns. And that was wonderful. One of the concerns that was talked about at length was, was Rashawn, you talked about it, was citizens, homeowners in Kirkland this year are, have gotten a, you know, 19, 18 to 21% increase in their property taxes. So the PFAC group is aware of that. We want to have put forward a ballot measure that voters will still vote for, even though they're paying this gigantic increase in property taxes. So the PFEC was very careful and cautious to lower the cap to a point where voters still might approve it and still might fund it. Uh, That's why there only are five items here in addition to the aquatic center. Um, And there was tremendous debate on, you know, it should we only have three elements rather than five in order to cut the cost by another $20 per year. Um, so it, it was, it, the PFEC debated these topics at length because security is definitely a high priority item, dog parks, I mean, there's just so many things, but we wanna put something on the table that we think the voters still might ap- approve and, and vote for. So that's the that fine line between adding value and will they pay for that value? So that's that's the that's the the real challenging part here. If we make this cap too high, I think the chances of it getting passed are diminished. So thank you.
2: Kathy. Yeah. Katherine's hands up.
3: Go ahead, Heather.
6: Oh, okay. Um, I had a question for um, Mike, and then also, um, I can't remember which staff staff, um, member also was part of the PFAT kind of process, but Mm -hmm. um, the Green Loop trail priority segments, from what I understand, don't finish the Green Loop trail. Is that correct?
0: My understanding is that is correct. It just... Facilitates uh, the acquisition of of uh, land in the uh, North Kirkland Finn Hill area. That would add 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 to what uh, what the master plan is.
6: So this is just acquiring pieces that I live um, at the base of. Well, I actually live on technically on Fin Hill um, and have lived here for 28 years. So I guess I was also wondering if the demographics of the com- um committee contained a lot of people from the Finn Hill Neighborhood Association. I don't know if that was ever
0: yeah. taken. A- um, well, I know the, the Finn Hill group was quite vocal, making sure that Finn Hill or North Kirkland got something on the ballot. You know the you know the whole the whole concept, as Hillary mentioned, was everybody gets something, and and the Finhill Finhill folks were very adamant about making sure they got something in, in, in the a redo of the North Kirkland Community Center or whatever whatever it was. Yeah. Um, so yes, they uh, they were they were well represented. Is the uh, answer to your question?
7: Yeah, and I think, I think I would just elaborate slightly on your question about like the representation. I think we had, we I need to go back and look at the numbers, but we had people from almost all the different neighborhoods yeah. in the group, and because um, we had both folks that were um, asked by a c- certain organization, including all the neighborhood associations to be on PFEC, and then we had, I think, about 20 of our members were at-large members who applied, and so we looked at that kind of diversity of neighborhood as well as um, we had decent diversity in age, um, a lot of people with kids at home and different things and um, some ethnic and racial diversity as well. But I do think um, certain certain people had some smaller groups that were forming. And so different ways that that happened happened to be by who, who the people were in the room. Um, but I, I think of, you know, yeah, I think that 62% there definitely were not anywhere close to a quarter of people that live in finn hill on pfix so i think that while that group might have been vocal a lot of other people i think especially seeing the priority from pros about trails in general i think that was a tie that was made
6: and then was it communicated that this doesn't create a a complete trail system in any means because when i've looked at the green loop trail which to me is you know since i live here is a good thing except for there's no parking for it you know so it's not like it's going to be a huge community draw it's it's for finn hill to walk around our neighborhood and down to juanita beach on a really steep hillside so it is somewhat limited to the people that can use it too
7: yeah i would say to answer your question of was it communicated yes it was that that this would be able to fund some land acquisition for priority pieces. And we had that question come up of, would it be funding additional parking in the area? And the answer was no, There still needs to be the street parking that people can find.
1: We also don't have a master plan yet for that. So we have um, 160,000 in our current capital. That is being used will has been earmarked specifically to develop a master plan for the Green Loop. Because what you're seeing more in that card is a, a concept, if you will. So it would have to be fleshed out a little bit more.
6: I guess you know, um, thinking about you know the my neighbors around me and. And then just as a citizen, if I was going to drop something and replace it with other things, I would personally be more in favor of dropping the Green Loop Trail because it doesn't complete a project that our citizens can use right now. And it's a a very, very specific project that's pretty limited in, you know, the number of people that it you know, effects and their ability to use it.
2: Good points. Yeah, appreciate that.
3: Any other thoughts, um, items that you think, again, kind of having heard what other folks have said, um, I'm yeah, trying to force you to add more things to the list or take things off the list. I don't want to get into a big argument, but just want to see if there's any other elements that you did. think want to be prioritized.
8: Um, yeah. I have another comment regarding um, enhanced recreation programs for youth and teens. Mm-hmm. Um, I would look carefully too at what is a add plus for the ballot measure. You know, that, to your your point Catherine that's completing projects versus things that the city should be doing anyway as part of its operations um and so a a little bit of the the enhanced recreation program for youth and teens and and parallel to to bringing it in-house it feels a little bit like a um like a little bit of a swap to to relieve some of the pressure, and I know there's sort of different buckets, um, but I, I would take another look at that and make sure that that shouldn't be, you know, if, if there's funding for that from a from the the current operating budget as opposed to putting it in the in the um, ballot measure.
3: Good point. The uh... That that specifically was trying to find an ongoing source of funding for that. Um, The current budget just has one-time money um, for a very limited portion of that. We're currently trying to find even more money to take over the K-Tub operations. But the point is taken that there are certain things that that you believe the city should be doing with the base budget. So I think, understood.
5: I will agree with uh, Tammy on that point that you know, I know I made it already, but I think that that enhanced recreational programs, it, it doesn't draw votes. It might even actually create a negative sentiment if people read through it. Um, and if it really needs to be done, and it's that important. It should be part of a regular budgeting process and not the bond issue. Make the bond issue more about um, the things that we know are the highest priority um, that the city's needed, and that um, were indicated in the prose plan, and that have overwhelming support, and take out things that that are not. And if those things are still meritorious, find another mechanism to fund it, but leave it out of this. Good
8: point. I mean, I guess the lifeguarding sort of falls under that range too, right? That concept.
5: I can tell you that most of the so my daughter was a lifeguard during a certain period of time for City of Kirkland, right? And that is really a thankless job. And it's really hard. And it's hard to get people to do it as well. And most of the people who are there, kids, they don't want to listen to the lifeguard. (laughs) Okay. I mean, that's the fact. Okay. And those I don't know what you're talking about. Huh? Yeah, you I have no know. idea what
3: you're talking about.
5: Yeah, and I'll tell you what, those kids are out there doing that lifeguarding duty. They take a heap of abuse, and I don't like it. Okay, just to be clear about it. And uh, I, you know, we need lifeguards, but what we have going on right now, it certainly, I don't think it merits a place in the bond issue. But <laughs> so
8: thanks for all the hard work. Good project.
3: So, kind of to summarize on the element side of things, Some like you, general sentiments, you agree with the priorities. There's some concern that with the city should be looking for ongoing or general like some of those operating things like the lifeguarding and the team and youth programs should be base budget type items, not additive or, or we shouldn't be going to the bond to try and get people to vote for those. Um, the
8: bond seems to me it should be capital.
3: Ballot, I'm saying seems ballot, yes. Can... So ballot should be capital, not
8: yeah, yeah, things you can touch and feel, and you see it's shiny and new when you're done, and you feel like you've got added. Now, granted, it's got to be maintained afterwards, so you got to factor that in. But you know,
3: yeah, um, and and the, for all the capital items, we did factor in the the operating cost. So right, but I I definitely hear what you're saying. I think yeah. it makes a lot of sense because we can squeeze some money out of some something somewhere else to to fund the lifeguarding if that's really a demand the city has. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Especially because that's a that's a that's a tiny little increase mm-hmm. of the lifeguarding scope. Back in the day when the 2012 levy was passed, that was a huge selling feature. They returned lifeguarded lifeguards to the beaches, um, so they went from zero to what we have now, um, which was something the city could not fund with existing resources. But um, John,
5: I, you know, you characterize it as you know we generally agree with the priorities, but what I've heard from my um, fellow board members is that. Green loops trail priority segments, enhanced recreation programs, and increased lifeguarding, which are three out of those five, um, are not indicated or not supported for a bond measure. But that what is supported are synthetic turf fields and enhanced park safety and security.
8: And dog parks.
3: And dog parks. You got to get the dog
8: voters. The dog voters are going to come out. That's a political
3: play. (laughs) Tammy's probably right. Well, and these that's, council knows the game they're playing. They will figure out the piece that's going to get that extra 10% of the vote if they need it.
5: Um, Well, I I was just trying to recharacterize your note, which is that you said we're in general agreement, but I'm sorry, but I don't think that.
3: Well, generally there was not. Yeah, generally there was some agreement with them with some caveats, because to Tammy's point, she said, I agree with the priority here yeah, yeah, And then I had did. a few other I
8: heard
5: something different. Just pick it up. Yeah,
8: no, I, I, I did say I agree with them. And then
3: I. Then you went on to state all the way yeah. yeah. So I, I was oversimplifying it. I have written down also. And I'll, I will listen to the, <laughs> the recording again to make but, sure I capture all the, the feedback, because you guys have made some nuanced points about some of those elements that are included and, in, and so or the, not included.
8: Sorry, Catherine's got her hand again.
3: Jeffy,
6: Well, I was just saying that I think that, um, you know, water safety and a um, aquatic facility go hand in hand. So somehow that can be rolled into a capital, you know, project rather than called out as a separate project. I know the dollar amounts probably still stay the same, but that's more of a way to package it.
1: yeah. Um,
8: The winter lifeguards become summer lifeguards.
6: Well, you still need the same amount of people in the indoor pools, because lifeguarding is done on a square footage basis, not on a um, number of people basis. We're going to have
3: to find lifeguards for much more than the 12 weeks we do now. Um, We will have some full-time lifeguards on our um, payroll, I'm assuming, so, Um, but yeah, so that will be a challenge. I do think that there's probably ways to leverage the Aquatic Center lifeguards to squeeze a few extra hours out.
6: Um, I do think, you know, water safety is extremely important for a city that lives situated on the lake. Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm continually amazed by the number of people and kids that I run into in Kirkland that do not have good um, swimming skills and go out on the water all the time.
3: It's scary.
6: Yeah, no, it is a little bit.
3: I'm not saying I'm not speaking for PFEC or anything from behind it. It is one of the, I will say, actually is the lowest cost item on the list. Um, Yeah. Um, So it's an easy one to to add in um, because it didn't cost that much more. So that may have been part of the thought process, Um, but we can throw that in there. It's only two bucks, but it all adds up. Because that two bucks, we're talking about 250 at the end of the day. So um, potentially so.
8: I mean, right? The well, skate park. The, the skate park is uh, less than.
3: Uh, oh, you're right. No, right? It's not.
8: And it's something physical and tangible that people can right. see and touch
3: and feel.
5: Yeah. yeah, and yeah, that's if, true. Uh, you know, like the enhanced recreational programs, eight eighty nine. Okay. It's bigger than the green. You take out the green loop segment and the enhanced parks and recreation. Um,
3: you know. mm-hmm. Those are, and again, it's yeah, all yeah, it's, you know it's, it's hard to happened. tell sometimes what the details are, and I don't want I mean, to. That's fine because yeah, that has got full time staff in it, so that uh, costs more, and there's, there's right, challenges right. with everything. So, again, well, I read through, a I read ton through, of nuances yeah. to all
5: these things. I read through the other attachments, so I'm familiar with those. But um, what I haven't heard from other uh, members is, um, or maybe I just missed it.
3: Uh, yeah, so is everyone in support of the Houghton? Large well, see, Rashad, you didn't follow directions because we were going to go one bullet point at a time. And no, we were John, just talking about which that. elements.
5: You said, you said that we would have a robust discussion and
3: skip around, I thought. Well, I, I, I then I said, let's talk about one at a time because I knew we would skip around. Um, okay, well. So, yeah, so I think we can talk about the facility discussion a little bit. Um, okay, let's do that. Location Houghton versus uh, NK. Can I hear what folks are, are thinking? And Roshan, we've already heard from you. She's, you don't get to
5: talk. I'm I know su- I'm trying to I'm trying to find my command <laughs> to make it go down, but my screen shifted.
3: <laughs> hey, I'm, supportive,
5: I'm supportive of the Houghton
4: um, location. I don't know if you want me to expand on it. I think for similar reasons um, to others here.
3: Okay. I do I do want to hear from everybody on this one because I do think this is a will be a question that council is interested in because it it does make a difference. Kathy?
2: Um, I think
6: that the Houghton also, um, I think the number of people who would vote for North Kirkland, um, probably just because of that location is probably outweighed also by the number of neighbors around there that would vote against it just because of access issues. Um, I just drove by the Houghton one, um, this weekend and was still like, it's it's easy access in and out. It doesn't impact any neighborhoods for parking um, considerations. Um, and I know you're not asking this, you're saying they're roughly the same size, but I would choose the facility that is the biggest because as Roshan has said, we're only gonna increase the number of people. Um, I also wouldn't ever consider doing two separate aquatic facilities that seems To me like it'll just both be crowded and not enough space for people and it will besides the fact that it's more expensive Mm
2: -hmm.
0: thank you mike yes well i am certainly in favor of the houghton site i would love to see the biggest aquatic center possibly built there uh, as as Kathy mentioned, we currently have over 90,000 people in Kirkland. That's going to grow, grow, and grow. Uh, I also want to have a facility where you can bring that that offers many different types of amenities. You can bring your family there, and they can all do different things at one location rather than trying to specialize. And this is oh, this one has an aquatic and North Kirkland has a recreational center or something. We, uh, so I want a I want a big facility that will support Kirkland today and for the next twenty years.
2: Great, Tammy, okay. um, I support uh, Houghton. Um,
8: is in the proposal the dollars to renovate North Kirkland?
3: No, the any of the North Kirkland numbers are full reconstructions of the, the okay. Site. Um,
8: so, so if if we pick if North Kirkland is is I, I support Houghton building building the aquatic center there. Um, but having a plan for the North Kirkland community center to either Refurbish it in some way, and 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 figure out how that's going to be sustainable for as an asset. I think is important as part of the storytelling and the narrative for the for the um, for the ballot measure, because I don't I don't think we can build a brand new center and then just sort of neglect that asset. So I think that's something to consider. Um, size wise, I think the the cost the cost seemed um, worthwhile to build a bigger one, um, having programming by by seniors, like figuring out the programming pattern for Houghton versus what we continue to use the North Kirkland Community Center for, I think is something to think about. Um, and so I would just kind of put that bug in the city council's ear. Um, and then what was the other?
2: I think that was it. Yes, I'm done. I think that's everybody on the building. Okay. Well, I think there's going to be let me see where I'm at. I've lost my train of thought.
3: Okay, so I've received your feedback on the the ballot measure elements, I've got your thoughts on the various facilities, at least you like, NK, um, or excuse me, Houghton over North Kirkland, um, but there wants to be some, there has to be a plan for NK and how we're going to deal with that um, in the future, because it is, it's out of date today. I could tear it down tomorrow and not feel bad um, of that I'm wasting a building.
8: Um, Maybe it becomes a dog park.
3: Then okay. those neighbors will be mad, but, um, well third yeah
8: um or community gardens
3: or another yeah. park right no, there's like, there's, a, there's a million possibilities out there and i think i, I do think okay, lots of parking. there's there's a good good options out there i, I do mean, want to wrap things up a little bit because we're already over over time for the night it's, it's after nine which we can definitely keep going but i definitely want to respect your all time um, earlier in the conversation we started talking a little bit about what we talked about last year and i got some of the same sentiment that folks are still concerned or Continue to be concerned over population growth or park development not keeping up with population growth. Is that a fair statement?
5: I say yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Are there other items or discussion areas that you want to focus on with uh, City Council? La- I didn't, it wasn't a specific topic last year, but previous topics have included like off- develop off leash dog parks. Um,
4: John, how much time do we have
3: again with them we are the only study session item on the schedule right now um so we have the whole hour and a half unless i get told differently um but usually we get an hour um but right now there's nothing after us so we would have the whole hour and a half um and we i just had the agenda meeting today and no one jumped on to add anything so i I think it'll be all us and i think this is a topic where council and Portwood will have plenty to say.
8: I, I think having a plan to connect connect the park systems is important. You know, the making making it, you know, r- rideable and bikeable, getting people out of their cars. So I, I think I think that's somehow if we can wrap that in mm-hmm. um either to the ballot measure or, you know, as it's it's sort of in the plan, but sort of elevated. I think. I think that would serve everybody. you can get from north to south in a, you know, in a in a long walk, or in different parts.
3: And I, read, I read a story about someone that walked around Lake Washington in the other day. I don't know how you do that. Just sounds painful, uh, let alone just just walking from north to south, Kirk. But hey, Cathy. Oh,
6: I was going to say, Tammy, I disagree about wrapping all the parks into a huge um, section. I live off of Juanita Drive and there's no way to connect the parks up on Thin Hill to any of the other parks until Juanita Drive improved. It's it's an unsafe road and it needs vast improvements. I mean, you can, hundreds of cyclists ride it right now, um, but there's also been, since I've lived here, I can count 15 people that have been killed on the road between here and Kenmore. Um, and I also think that um, bike lanes are um, just politically kind of a hot button for all sorts of different reasons. And I'm a cyclist, you know. As a so yeah. I, I mean, I, I cycle quite a bit. And I think that that would be probably make the ballot measure difficult to pass.
3: I think that also not the uh, it's a great idea, but I think similar to the green loop item, it's a concept. It'd be very hard to articulate. We would not be able to price that out or have a plan for what that would look like in time for any ballot measure at this point. So it would just be a concept. Right. Maybe um,
8: maybe I can maybe I can scale it. I know that there was a presentation I think for the Lake Washington um, promenade, right? In downtown. Mm -hmm. Um, And that seemed like, did that have a separate funding source or would that be, um, even if you have funding, kind of switch things around and and swap it out because that's also an attractive plan. You know, it's got...
3: That was a uh, public works initiative so, so i don't know if there even was a funding source for that project um so, so we can definitely look into that though
8: i think that's a dream hard. project i mean yeah i mean i guess it's pub. it's it's streets but it's recreation so i mm-hmm. don't know maybe it you know you throw it in even though it won't cost anything and it makes it look more attractive right like i don't know the fi- how the financing works but Again, it's about storytelling, and right now it's just the the most attract. It, you know, even if all we do is the Houghton Aquatic Center, I mean, I think that's an attractive um, project. And if we have to have other items in it for for different stakeholders, just finding the ones that are going to help the overall pro- project.
2: Pass, I
5: think, will be most important. Roshan. Um, about the level of service and the discussion with the council. Mm-hmm. So, I think it was established pretty much conclusively that given the forecast of growth and the availability of land, the way we measure service, um, it's going to need to change in some way. And so, when we talk about this, how to have some level of concurrency with population growth it, it, it should not just be about how many acres we acquired or whatever, but something a little broader about um, like if you build the aquatic center that's you know should have a major impact on maintaining level of service, um, you know several of these other projects those are all, those should all count towards a maintaining a level of service. It's I just want to be clear it's not just about acquiring new green space, although I think that is important because green space is important. So I just wanted to clarify that. Thank you.
2: Cool. Okay, hearing no other
3: comments. Um, I think I can, I, I'm going to wrap up this discussion so we can, we can finish up the rest of the, uh, the business or the rest of the discussion items for the evening. Um, what I will do is I will try to write a summary and send it out to everybody. Um, I'll try and reach out to um, Tessa and Crystal um, to provide them some of the context and get their feedback um, as well so they're not walking into the, the joint meeting blind. Um, but I will send out, because one of the things we have to do before that joint meeting is submit a memo to council um, discussing or presenting what we want to talk about. So I'm gonna, I'll draft that out and send that out to everybody um, for you all to provide feedback on. Um, so that it's not just me putting my voice on park board. Did um, you actually all have a chance to um, correct me when I'm when I make oversimplifications of your your recommendations? So,
0: well, John, uh, you did a great job facilitating. Thank and you, I appreciate it. that was a ton, that was a long one. And I was really impressed with the uh, the quality of the feedback we got from the from the park board members. Yeah. I, I wanted to thank you all for your your insight, good comments. Uh, so you all did your homework. So thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think there's anything else on the agenda that is really critical. Um, hearing no objections, I'm going to go ahead and just move that we end this uh, end this meeting tonight, and um, give you since we're already pushing nine ten or something. So um, hearing no hearing no objections, I'm going to say we are finished for tonight. Thank you.
2: Okay. Good night, everyone.